What's up, everybody? What it do? It's your boy, Paul Wow. Paul Wow, baby. Hey, hello. I'm so excited to finally have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For sure. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Man, it's so great to be sitting down with the legend. Thank you, thank you. We got to talk about Frozen Face Volume 1 with DJ High C. Just going back to some real good mixtape shit. Yeah. What was the idea behind that? That's really like where my roots come from, rapping with the Swisher House and the Color Changing Click in Houston and uh, and even with Boss Hog Outlaws with Slim Thug. You know, it's just, you know, it goes back to my roots of just doing freestyles, remixes to other people's songs, you know, putting my own spin, just show, showcasing my talents. I'm just doing my thing, just dropping bars and dropping heat, you know, on other people's beats. So it just was something I had been thinking about doing for a while. You know, it's, it's how I started, and then I transitioned from doing that to doing pretty much just albums. And so it had been a while since the last time I had really did a like an all-freestyle mixtape. My boy Slim Thug, he did one, um, I think, last year, maybe the year before. You know, he pretty much does them every now and then, Lil Kiki as well, a few other people. And to me, as a fan of them, those are some of my favorite mixtapes to listen to are the ones when they freestyling on other people's beats not necessarily just the original stuff so you know i, I just felt like man you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and there was just too many other songs too many beats out that i just felt like i could freak like man i, I know i'm gonna kill that oh i'm gonna kill that oh and then like when Lil duval came out with, with the smile i was like okay i got to do one that's gonna i'm gonna make me an infomercial on that one me and my boy period we just got in the studio got in the lab and just went in and just you know just kind of have fun actually um with me making frozen face i actually had just uh put together a new studio in houston i bought a new studio and um just was putting it together just something personal not not something like open to the public but just like for us for the squad and so it was like you know what i'm gonna kick the studio off now that we open for business you know even though it's probably you know we in there going in like, let me let me kick it off with a mixtape real quick with my homeboy dj high c so so good you mentioned the little duval we also got the kanye song 21 savage yeah. lma what was it like choosing those what was the process was just like oh i heard this and i like it yeah did high c bring you something like you got to do this a little bit of all of that some of it was me picking this beat that beat hey man can you send me, you got this beat send me this beat i'm gonna flip it real quick then it was like well you know what beats is hot what songs is hot right now you think you know and then also i, I didn't want to do something that everybody else had already done or that had been done you know a bunch of times so i said when give me something that ain't been done so much and then at the end there toward the end was really when i did i think the such a muddy foe and uh uh, the smile I think those were the last two I did because I pretty much was done with it but then I was like nah I can't I gotta do both of these so I you know I did them last minute and put it on them but you know it was like a combination of just beats I liked you know songs I liked that I thought I could flip DJ High C sending me some beats and just whatever was hot at the moment too how long would you say it took you to make this like a week a couple of days it didn't take too much it's fun when you're doing something you love it's not really work you know so I just basically went in the studio with my homeboy a couple of my homeboys we just went in there you know did our thing have fun and uh it's just what i love to do this is what i've been my dream job to still be able to continue to do what i love to do put on for my city my neighborhood my friends my squad and this is a it's, it's my dream job so it was easy to go in there and, and do it it was it was fun you know so that, that's also why i call it volume one because i tend to put out multiple volumes in the future i don't know if i'm gonna do one every year or multiple times a year or what but it definitely was you know just something i i intend to do in the future as well and and put out you know slow down versions of them as well so you know all of that so we're looking forward to that yes so are we i love it we mentioned a couple songs but i think my favorite is god flow how you feeling Paul? Wow. One time for G.O.D. Straight up. 
the big homie, the big, big homie, G-O-D. Get off your ass and go get it, no excuses. It's real life, this shit deeper than some music. Bumps and bruises, small distractions, gotta keep my focus. Trying to show love even when the world coldest. I'm a little older, I got more on my shoulders. It's hard to maintain and maneuver through the lies they told us. Can't trust the POTUS, but what's new? That's just how it go. Either way, the bill still gotta get paid, bro. That's why I work hard and praise God and always smile. I've been too blessed, regardless where I'm at right now. And since the child, I dedicated. The last track, because it gets perfect. Personal, but it doesn't stray away from the project. It doesn't feel right. like an outlier. It feels like part of the project. And there's personal things throughout each one, but this one, I feel like you really sat down and got super personal. What yeah. was it like making that one? That one right there was something where it was some things like I had on my mind, a couple of bars I have. Myself personally, like I collect bars throughout my day. So, you know, somebody might say something or a word and I'll be like, man, what word is that? I never heard of that. Or it just sound like a good word. I can make some rhyme with that and I'll write it down or I'll come up with something and just write it down. So I have like a little collection of bars. And uh, that one, I just I just had some stuff that was on my mind I wanted to say. And I, I kind of just went in and started writing. And then when it got time for my verse to be over, I just kept going. I was like, man, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to put a hook on here. And then I'm just going to just do my thing on here and just do something different, you know? And there is like a set blueprint or a few different blueprints of how to make certain songs or how to make songs. But at the end of the day, you know, there's there's no limitations to what you want to do when you're making music, when you're making a song. You can fit into whatever format you want or you can come up with whatever, you know, and that's just what I did. I just went in and did my thing, no hook, just, like I said, have fun with it, spoke what was on my mind, you know, what was on my heart on there, and that's, you know, it, it, and that's what it is. And I actually, I didn't really have a name for the song, and that's why I just titled the Love for God Flow, and okay, I'm going to come back and change it later, and I just kept it at that, you know what I'm saying? Good, good stuff. You mentioned collecting bars. What does that look like? Is it notes in your phone? Is it voice memos? Yeah, a little bit of both. Sometimes it'll be the voice memos. That way it'll remind me how I might say it, like with a certain cadence or a certain, like, you know, I just you know, dictation. But, you know, most of it is just like different notes I have, and it'll just be a list of words. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you with my phone at. Oh my I'm going to show you some words, some of the stuff I got to get. You know, I listen to different people who a lot of times they say things that I have no idea what they're talking about, but parsimonious. Oh, my goodness. You know, what kind of word is that? Yeah. But you're going to hear that. Opulent. Uh, pontificate that's when i use matter of fact last time i was here with pk and and tracks me and i said i used it let me pontificate on how to get the cake <laughs> conjecture retrogressive laborious disconcerting you know there's a few others daunting arduous you know, these are words that, you know, some of them may, might sound somewhat familiar. They, we don't typically use them in everyday talk, but, like, you know what, affectation. There's a few, you know, there's a whole bunch in here that I'm just kind of picking out. I got, like, all kind of just bars and just lines and stuff. So, and there's, like, several different pages of it. One might be in regards to cars. One might be in, car, in regards to jewelry. One might, you know, whatever. One page might be just all rhyming words that rhyme with cake. You know what I'm saying, or something, I don't know, you know. I try to look at it like a art, you know, at the same time I try to 
put an effort into it and not just go in and just freestyle whatever you know i try to really put a little bit of research into what i'm doing you know sometimes when you add those little extra touches then you know there's secret meanings behind the different bars and then when they all connect you're like damn okay all that connected that's what's up you know so it just for me sometimes you know when you put a little extra effort in like that you you'll see it on the back end that's so fascinating because I remember you were talking about when you first started out and how you would listen to the beat and then you go to the bathroom right. and you go to the car to like write it. And now you talk about how you kind of feed off of the beat. What does that look like instead? Is it playing it over and over? Is it just kind of spending time with it? How do they kind of contrast? It depends on the beat, the producer, the song, you know, whatever. But typically that's what I would do before. I would just hear a beat. I get like one bar, you know, what it do is power wall on the people's champ my chain light up like a lamp because i'm back with the camp and then okay that's all i need that bar will keep my tempo going in my head i'll say you know my and then i'll keep going write a whole verse to based off of the tempo i remember but a lot of times by the time you're done writing the verse you know it's like telephone game if i tell you something and you tell somebody else by the time it gets back to me the message kind of changed so the, the tempo would change sometimes so when i'd lay it it'd be like either slower or faster i couldn't really you know it, it just was learning stages as i was growing as a mc but then at the same time when i deliver it it would cause me to kind of when i talk sometimes just because i'm trying to catch up and I, i'm not laying it quite how i remember but when you hear it, it sounds dope, but, it, you know, it wasn't maybe not necessarily how I might have intended it to. So I accidentally stumbled on some dope cadences sometimes just by accident. When I first was starting off, like when we did Still Tipping, Sitting Sideways, all of that, Drive Slow, Kanye West, all that, you know, I would think a lot about things. I kind of would overthink some stuff. Um, but now, for whatever reason, maybe it's just with experience, with time, or just whatever, but... I can kind of focus and do more things at once as well as listen to the beat so I can, like you said, feed off the beat instead of just getting my bars together. So sometimes, like, if, if the beat is already already has, like, different bass drops or different type of, you know, drops in it, sound drops in it, then I might play off of that. Usually it's not like that, though. Sometimes, you know, you might get a beat like that that already has it, like, pre-edited out, but usually it'll be just like a loop, and then I'll go do my thing, and then the producer will, you know, edit it and make the drops based off of what I'm saying. So knowing that, too, though, I'll kind of say things like, okay, at, at this point in the song, I'm going to say something, you know, oh, hold up, you know, just something crazy, you know, or something different, you know, just to make a transition or let the producer give him something to feed off of. But when I was starting off, it was all about just having a 16, dope 16 and a hook or something, you know, just having them 16. Now it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. It seems like today, in, in this day and age of hip-hop, how you say it, it holds more weight than actually what you're saying. So, you know, I have just have grown in that, just, man, my talent expand, you know, what I can do, and just just try to better that. And just so I've been making a conscious effort to try to do that, though, you know. I think some of it comes just with time, too. You know, you talk to other rappers, they might tell you something completely different. But with me, when I rap, though, I, like, especially in the early days, I would always overthink, and I can't have too much going on because it's going to distract me. If I hear, if I even just hearing the beat is going to distract me, I'm not going to be able to think about what I want to say because I keep hearing the beat, you know, whatever. But you know it's changed with time i think that's so interesting too because you think about chopped and screwed and you think about how one line or a couple words yeah. will become a hook or yeah. you know what i mean be taken to new heights every time yeah. so it's so interesting to hear you talk about like it was really focused on the words and what you're saying and not so much how you're saying it i think that that's super cool that leads us to swinging in the rain the remix for sure.
swing on, swing on. Swing on, swing on. Still swinging in the rain. Still swinging in the rain. I could teach a class on how to ride glass. Ride Drive glass. slow, even though time flies fast. Flies Rest fast. in peace, chance, and all my loved ones pass. Broke the innocent. It just makes me so happy. It felt like a reunion. It's a dope, dope song. What was it like making that one? Thank you. Uh, the original song, Swinging in the Rain, we did, uh, me and Scoop DeVille, it was just something I wanted to do just to make a song about, usually when it rains, we put our cars up, we don't want to get them dirty, but I just wanted to flip it and just do something different that really hadn't been done before, so with the remix, there's a few songs that are like rain songs, I Can't Stand the Rain, there's a few different rain songs, so it's like, okay, we had a lot of ideas for, after we did the original for the remix, like, okay, which one we gonna use for the remix, and then everybody was blowing me up hey you should use this you should use that different producers as well but i wanted to keep the same producer scoop deville so it was like man it was kind of tough to you know pick the right one because it was so many different options but we got the beat together all that then it was a to me personally i I think this might be actually the only remix that i ever put together it was my song it was a remix Mm -hmm. i did another one in the past they don't know I did a remix for it, but I don't think I ever put it out. Actually, there was a They Don't Know remix, but it was something the label did. I did another They Don't Know remix that I did where I had got verses from a bunch of people. I never ended up putting it out. I think this is the first time I ever really put together a remix where it was like, okay, I want to get this person, that person. And it just was like a collection of the people I picked to put on it well, people that I felt like I knew personally that had slabs that, you know, were part of the Houston car culture, as well as, you know, being a part of the rap scene, of course, too. But I didn't want to just pick, you know, just some rappers from Houston or whatever. I wanted to pick rappers from Houston that had slabs, that rode on swangers. So, you know, because it makes it a little bit more personal. There actually was a few other people that I wish, you know, sometimes you wish a song could be 20 minutes because mm-hmm. there's other people I want to put on. I, especially when you, I know these people will kill it. I know they'll go off on there but it's just sometimes you know you gotta narrow it down so it came together great though i hate we didn't get to do a video for it. i really wanted to do a video but Kamina he wasn't available so i kind of just was like you know what if, if he ain't in the video then it's like man it's gonna be incomplete i think if i would have did the video he would have made himself available but i ain't want to just so i just was like you know what let's move on from it you know it's all good i really wish we could have did a video and also i'm kind of like of the thinking where even though the song's been out we might still do a video for it you know what i'm saying yeah not too late at all like we would love to see that especially to see you and chameleon together in a video again like that just makes us so happy and we know he's a busy man yeah a lot going on yeah yeah man let your boy hold something chameleon what's up (laughs) can everybody just get a little piece of the pie yeah man yeah what's up as far as recording that song since everybody is from houston we do know that nowadays it's a lot of file sharing was everybody able to be in the studio some people in the studio what did that look like yeah it was at just different times this person would come in and do a verse and then that person would come in and do a verse different people went to different studios but majority of them went to iMix my boy Bruce Bang and uh you know recorded with him that's why I did mine at as well um but yeah for sure man big shout out to everybody everybody who jumped on that yeah big shout out and then of course the sample the dramatics in the rain you talked about other rain songs 
Whose idea was it to use that sample? Both of them were Scoop DeVille's. The original song, just to do a song about swinging in the rain, I, the word swinging in the rain, that came when I heard the beat, but I had an idea of, man, I want to do a song about just something slab-related and something rain-related. Just because when it rains, I heard this and learned this in California, really in, in Los Angeles. You know, it never rains. When it does rain on the radio, you hear rain song back to back to back. It's like, you know, man, like when it's Christmas, you hear Christmas music. It's the same thing. When it rains, you hear all the rain music. Well, it rains a lot in Houston, but for whatever reason, at least to my knowledge, there had never been a Houston rain song. So I, that part of it was that, was like, man, I want to do something to represent for my city just on the rain. And then when I was working with Scoot DeVille, he pulled the beat out and was like, oh, this might be perfect for that. You know, I got this idea. And he was like, oh, that's perfect. And then even on the original, it sounded like they saying swinging, I mean, whatever. I don't know what he's saying on there, but it's, it sounds perfect. So with the remix, it was the same thing where he put it together. He was like, I think I got the one. I got it. And he sent it to me. He was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. He, man, screw the veil, my boy. That's so, so good. And then also when it comes to samples, are there any songs where you brought the sample to the producer and was like, I want to use this? Yeah, a few times. A few of them, I'm on there scratching on the samples, too. Like sometimes with the screwed up hooks, like break them off. They don't know. There's a few other ones. But those for sure, you know, Slim Thugs. Now I got to work my wood grain wheel. That was me doing that. There's a few others for sure. Off top, I can't remember. I know them three for sure. But, yeah, it just depends. A lot of times it'll, the producer will already have it incorporated in the beat. But I actually have a library. Look, My favorite rapper is Lil Kiki. So I have a whole library of Lil Kiki's phrases where it's basically like a catalog of all his screwed up freestyle verses broken down phrase by phrase not even line by line it, it might be two or three phrases in one line but i got you know a whole library catalog of all phrases uh, just fly stuff he said and and he said it with a hell of a delivery like man that could be a hook man just the way he lay his verses it like the way he would he would say things with such passion it's like man you could sample that and make a, a hook out of that so i just got a whole little catalog like man okay one day i'm gonna go in and go in we need that. Yeah, we yeah. We really need I mean, you guys have over 100 songs together, but, like, that that's project crazy. that you just described, yeah. like, that's such a passion project for you, and, like, we love that. So, yeah, we, we need that in our lives when you're for ready. For sure. And then you're constantly making music. You're constantly doing shows, helping the community, just busy, busy, busy. Anything else you want to tell the people? Me personally, as an artist, you know, you see like in, in rap music, especially you see the transition of uh, artists turning to CEO or artists being like, you know, squad leader kind of, you know, and it, it you don't see that a lot of times in other music. You know, you might see eventually an artist, you know, when they're in their elder years, then they go on to be CEOs or there are some CEOs, executives who are former artists in other genres of music, but it's not like the typical path. But in hip hop, that's like the path and I never really ever wanted to be a CEO of you know babysit other artists or make them do this have to hold their hand have to do it for them I you know I, I always love mentoring people or helping people giving them advice showing them how I did it maybe giving them constructive criticism on, on something they could change or maybe 
even showing some of the tricks, uh, uh, the ways of how to wiggle in the industry and make things work and make your dream, your hobby turn into a hustle and just, you know, be a reality. But that ain't what people ask for, what they really want. What they really want is you to do the work for them. They want you to use your, your network of connections of people that you know that they don't. Things like that. They don't necessarily want to do the same type of work that I did or that the next person did. They want you to do it for them a lot of times. So I never had a desire to be a CEO or to, to babysit artists like that. Um, but, you know, with being in the game for so long and just, just following my dreams of being an artist so long and then through time just giving advice to people and showing where a lot of artists, especially up-and-coming new artists, the same mistakes keep getting made. So it's like, okay, where everybody keep tend to make the same mistakes, you know what I'm saying? It's like these are the things that they should avoid, you know. So it's it's been something where I've really been taking on that challenge of not being a CEO, but really more kind of mentoring a lot of artists or, you know, taking them under my wing a little bit, showing them. And then at the same time, using my platform or, you know, the network I have of connections that, hey, if you want to put your music out right here with, with me, you can. I ain't going to put it out for you. But I can put it out with you. I, you know, I can be your partner. I can't be your boss or your babysitter, but I can be your partner with it and help. So that's just been like a just something new I've been trying, you know, just because this really is what I love to do. I really this is my dream job, what I pray for, what I still pray for. Hopefully I'm going to be back here and, you know, in 10, 20 years doing another follow up with you. You know what I'm saying? It's just this is what I intend to do. This is what I want to do, God willing. So, you know, you get an opportunity to share that with somebody else. It's something I don't take for granted. There's so many people out here that. It's their dream as well, and they give anything to trade spots or, you know, to, you know, to be able to do what they love to do, even if it's not hip-hop. You know, so many people in the world that are trapped in the position of their job or with life circumstances where they're not doing what they want to do or what they feel like they put on this earth to do. So I don't take it, I don't never take it for granted or lightly that I'm doing what I want to do. You know, this is like what brings me joy, you know, so, you know, I don't take it for granted. That's why I always try to give my best, do my best and make the most out of every day and like I said doing now trying to help others as well like help them come up and just so that you know they don't make the same keep making the same mistakes over and over again but you know hey, I'm gonna see you in, uh, in 20 years for the follow up yeah, I see before then too yeah we'll be back with more in 20 years I appreciate that no but like we said earlier it makes perfect sense because you have such a great contrast of the mainstream but the real Houston independent just doing it out the trunk, like really making music. So for an artist to be able to learn from you is such a phenomenal experience. There's a lot of different new tools now that weren't around when I was on a come up that as it's always going to be with any trade, there's always going to be the new developments, whether it's new technology or new, you know, production or new anything, new ways to do. There's just a lot of different tools now. If you're an artist and this is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get your music out there, a lot of different ways to make music. Whereas, you know, it wasn't just too long ago where it was only a handful or less of hip hop styles. And if you did anything outside of that, you was corny and whack, you know, and you wouldn't get no love. But now you can, there's so many endless opportunities for styles, for how you're going to market your music, for, you know, the look you're going to do, for what kind of work you're going to put in. But one thing that remains true with any of these different tools is if you lack hard work, 
you're going to lack the success. you got to put in the hard work. When you want success, hard work comes with it. And you cannot have success without the hard work. There's different tools where you can say, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to do a combination. But if you don't put in the work, you will not see the success. That's one thing that always has remained true. And we see it now, too. Like some kids, they'll have one thing and it's like, ooh, but they didn't put in the hard work. They're not getting it. And it's like, where did that person go? Yeah. Like they were here at God. It's like there was no hard work attached to that. So, And then, you know, too, people's definition of work is different. It takes a combination of things. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, will, you know, you go to the club, you want to promote your music, you go into the strip club, but you ain't going to strip club. You're trying to look at ass. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, you messed up all the church's money in the club, night after night after night. What you doing? I'm in here promoting my music, but you ain't in there promoting music. They ain't playing your music. You in there living it up you know and that's the other thing too is that we might be working or doing things but we're not doing the best use of our time or effort or money or you know or tools like that's the other thing is that when you got all these amazing tools in front of you to do whatever you're trying to do use the best one for you you know you don't give minimal effort if you put the minimal effort out there it's gonna reflect when you're collecting that check you know what i'm saying I love it so, so much. Thank you so much. You know how excited I am to be sitting sure. here with you having this conversation. So thank you a million times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely. Thank mm -hmm. you for having me. No problem.